Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You're on Saturday Magazine with me, Nevena, and Maka. Maka, we have our last guest for the show. Who's joining us? Well, our next guest is Damien Freeman, and uh, the Centre for Independent Studies uh, is a, a think tank, and they produce lots of interesting discussion papers. Some of them I agree with, some of them I don't. This one caught my eye, and in fact, you know, the, the whole subject. Uh it's really about conservatives wanting to have a discussion and encouragement about a, a, a voice to Parliament. I'd like to ask Damien, yourself and Greg Craven uh, have been talking about this. Can I ask the first, uh, my first question, if I may, is do you support recognition of Indigenous folk in the, refer- in, in the Constitution as, as the first question? Well, the short answer to that is yes. Um, yes, we do. Yes, we're both conservatives who support constitutional recognition of Indigenous people. And that shouldn't sound surprising to anyone because it was John Howard who put this forward as a proposal in 2007. And that is what really started the, the current discussion uh, about constitutional recognition. A discussion, I must say, that builds on a much longer conversation that Indigenous people have been having for about a century. Um, In one way or another, you can see them talking about this. But the current political debate really gets going at John Howard. So I don't think it's surprising that that Conservatives would want to look at it. So, Damien, for me, I see this, and Nevin and I were talking before the show, that we have two, two... issues here. One is we have uh, constitutional recognition and the other is uh, a legislated voice to parliament. And I think people uh, might be getting confused about the two issues because the Prime Minister, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, uh, current Prime Minister, has said that should this referendum for constitutional recognition not pass, the government still intends to legislate the voice. So the referendum doesn't make the voice happen. People aren't voting yes or no for the voice. They're voting yes or no for the referendum. Do you think that that is, is clear to people or do you think there's still some confusion? Well, there's a lot of confusion about this issue. It has to be said that there's a lot of confusion. Um, I think the Prime Minister's own position is a bit more confusing than the way you've summarised it because he has not he hasn't been explicit that that he will legislate for a voice to parliament even if the referendum fails. He's been he's deliberately avoided saying what would happen in that situation. And I don't blame him for, for being vague about that. But let me let me cut to the chase here. It, yeah. it is true that it's true that this 
voice could be set up by the parliament without having a referendum. And it's true that it could legally be done even if the referendum fails. What the referendum is about is about creating a guarantee that parliament must do something, that it must make provision for Indigenous voices to be heard. And that's really what I think the Indigenous are looking for here. They're looking for some guarantee that the future will be different from the past. In the past, laws were made about them that were imposed on them, that they had no say on those laws, that those that the laws were not uh, effective, that they didn't work in their interest, that they're saying, well, Parliament can still make whatever laws it wants to make, but if the Constitution is going to give Parliament the power to make special laws with respect to Indigenous people, it should also require that Parliament consult those people before it makes the laws. And that's why, that's really what the referendum is about. The referendum is about the Australian people saying to the Parliament and the Government of Australia, we, the people, require you to do this. We require you to make sure that Indigenous voices are heard with respect to Indigenous affairs. That's what this is really about, I think. I, and I apologise if I, um, uh, in saying that Anthony Albanese said that, I've actually been looking for where he said, but I do actually recall seeing some, you know, saying that we will legislate. Now, it might have, the, it, that's, that grab might have been cut out of something else. So, uh, I think he's been equivocal. Yeah. I just say he's been equivocal and he's deliberately because that, that's, you know, the Indigenous don't want him to say that this will happen if there is no referendum. So it's, he, he's deliberately avoiding being clear about what he will do. He's, he's, he's saying, I'm only going to focus on the referendum and getting a yes vote in the referendum and that's all I want to think about. It's uh, interesting that the Centre for Independent Studies has put out this new paper putting forward the conservative case for constitutional change. Could you step us through that and what does that entail? Uh, what does it entail? What does the conservative approach yes. entail? Well, the point, about, the point about being conservative here is, is not that you are for or against recognising Indigenous people in the Constitution. The point about being conservative is that you are, you are deeply concerned to uphold the Constitution, to uphold the structures in the Constitution and the values that underpin the Constitution. And with anything, there are better and worse ways of doing it. There are more conservative ways of doing it, there are less conservative ways of doing it, there are more effective ways of doing something and less effective ways. Mm. And our point is to say of course there are ways of doing this that would be unacceptable to conservatives, but there are also ways of doing it that are acceptable to conservatives and the aim should be to find a way of doing this that reconciles both the Indigenous aspirations, what they're hoping to achieve, mm. and the concerns that Conservatives have about changing the Constitution. Now, we believe that it's 
impossible to find a way through that. And, and indeed, this whole idea of a voice to parliament comes out of the conversations that Noel Pearson started having with conservatives to understand their concerns about changing the constitution and to understand how we might change it in a way mm. that is that addresses both the indigenous aspirations and the concerns that that conservatives have so what does that look like damien in in terms of you know to encompass uh, you know the position that that you have and the position that indigenous folk have to change the constitution what does that change look like is it how is it different to what the government is proposing well i mean i think it's largely in step with the approach of a voice to parliament yeah um it, i'm not saying that the precise uh, well, the government hasn't actually worked out the precise words that will go in the Constitution. It hasn't worked out precisely how this body will be set up um, in legislation after the referendum. None of this has actually been worked out in detail. But basically, Conservatives want to make sure that the relationship between the Parliament, the Executive Government and the High Court remains the same. They want to make sure that that we don't change the way power works between those two three things. In particular, conservatives want to make sure that the High Court doesn't get more power and the Parliament lose some of its power. That's particularly important to conservatives here, what we call the sovereignty of Parliament. Now this very old idea that what Parliament says is law is law. And and that's something that conservatives value. I mean, they also value the role of, of the High Court uh, in interpreting the Constitution, but that it, it has to be done in a very constrained way. Um, the other thing that people are concerned about, and this is perhaps more people who would describe themselves as classical liberals, is the idea that that we should all be equal before the law and the law shouldn't distinguish between different groups of mm. people. And, and that is a real concern for some people, that if we do this, we're going to create what people call two classes of citizens. And, and that's something that people would want to... That, that classical liberals and conservatives would be... Co- concerned to prevent that the that we shouldn't have a situation where the rights that people have are different based on on race or skin color or ethnicity or or whatever you want to call it i was interested what you said just a a bit earlier in that damien about the sovereignty of parliament uh you know that the high court uh, can't end up you know in 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 the mind of conservatives can't end up with more power uh, at the expense of the parliament. Obviously, conservatives in the US have a different view about their highest court. <laughs> well, that's certainly the case because they have a Bill of Rights and yes. we don't have a Bill of Rights in Australia. And that's a fundamental difference. Uh, and, and Australia is almost unique now amongst the, the group of, of countries that have a similar history. We're almost unique because... Mm. 
we don't have a Bill of Rights. Our, our, our courts have a different role in our system. And some of us believe that's a good thing. Some people want to change that. If it changes, things would be different. But as things stand, um, it's not the role of, of the High Court to get involved in, in making political decisions. Yeah. That's a very interesting discussion, and I'm going to I'm going to reach out to you off air about that. I'd love to have a discussion about about that particular uh, discussion about the power of the High Court um, and and the Parliament. Look, I want to thank you. We're actually we're out of time, unfortunately, Damien. But uh, it, it's great to actually you know hear what you you know you have to say here, and you know we're about informing people on this issue, and there is more than one point of view. Uh, in fact, there's a lot. Uh, so it's important for us to air that. So I want to I want to thank you. Your colleague Greg Craven's joining us in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, so thank you, uh, and I appreciate you get, making the time to come on and chat with our listeners. Yeah, great to chat chat with you. Thank you, thank you. See you. You are on Saturday Magazine Joy ninety four point nine with Macca and Nevena. Stay with us. We're on. We're on Saturday Magazine with Nevena and Macca. We've had a wonderful show today, starting off with Richard Keane, the CEO for Living Positive. Then we heard from Animal Justice MP Georgie Purcell, the incredible Adam Fletcher from the NAB Indigenous Banking Program, followed by Luke Rutledge and his new book, A Man and His Pride, community advocate Judy Ryan, You Talk, We Die, The Battle for Victoria's Safe Injective Room. We then heard the incredibly moving story from Courtney and Dr. Rita on their journey to become mothers and parents. Uh, and finally, you just heard Doc, from... Dr. Rita was Dr. there. Rita, yes. Courtney's doctor. Thank you, Macca. Uh, and finally, Damien Freeman, the centre-right approach to hearing Indigenous voices from the Centre for Independent Studies. I found that really interesting that that um, a big concern is uh, with with Damien and other conservatives is that the High Court uh, shouldn't have the power to decide legislation. I'm going to invest, of course they do in America and conservatives in America, you know, would self-immolate at the thought of the Supreme Court not having that power. Um, coming up, oh, where have I done with the piece? Oh, here we go. Coming up next is Word for Word. Lisa Daniel speaks with our own in-house joy legend, Fiona Newton. And it's been great to, to be with you today. We're finishing up really, really shortly because we've got the news. If you're in Pride March tomorrow, remember, make sure you have plenty of water to drink. Wave to the Joy crew up on the balcony. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.